0: This morning is once again an opportunity to uh, to uh, preach the gospel, an opportunity for us to hear the Word. Uh, to, be, to, be, to be built up by the preaching of God's word, uh, to be instructed to, to receive revelation knowledge, to be reminded of things that we already know. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, the challenge for any preacher is to, to bring a spiritual food that is suitable for everybody, people that are brand new in the Lord, people that are pre-Christians that are on their way, and then people who have been in the Lord for many, many years. So I assure you today that there's going to be something in it for everybody. And one thing that I'm finding Uh, that uh, things that I've known for years and years uh, and have walked into some extent, and uh, unless I hear it again, things can wane on us, and things can sort of slip away a little bit, and so uh, even studying again for this message this morning, it's like it stirred me up all over again, uh, and so I want to share some things with you that will be very helpful, uh, that hopefully will stretch us all a little bit to reach further than what we've ever done before. This is a brand new year, friends, and uh, we're really looking forward to great things that uh, God's going to do in and through our lives. and through the life of this church and beyond the body of Christ and this nation and around the world. The title of today's message is uh, Becoming Holy Spirit Empowered for a Glorious Future. If you haven't got an outline in your hand, raise up your hand and somebody is going to get you one. Today is, if you like, the second session uh, on this particular theme, on this particular subject. We started on it last week and barely, barely broke ground on it because there's just so much to be said. Uh, we need to remember that the Holy Spirit... He is uh, the third member of the Trinity, and you can't just talk about everything there is about the Holy Spirit in one session. It just cannot be done. Um, and so uh, that's not to say that we're going to talk about everything, but certainly, I'd like to believe that uh, we can uh, be refreshed in some of these areas to walk in everything that God has for us. So, uh, as we've already said, in fact, since the beginning of the year, we have pointed out that it is a new year, and it's good to remind ourselves that the old year is gone. We had a prophet here last year by the name of Fergus McIntyre, and he says one chapter is about to close and another chapter is about to open. And as far as I'm concerned. The new chapter has begun. This is not just a new year, but it's also a new chapter for us as, a, as believers, as a church. And we are heading into great and exciting days. From a natural standpoint, times are challenging uh, economically, socially, uh, politically, uh, and, and so forth. But from a scriptural standpoint, my friend, I want you to know that the future that we have in God is certain and it is secure. God has told the end from the beginning, and we already know the outcome of everything. That's why it's good to be in the book. It's good to remind ourselves of, of everything that we have in God, and uh, so we can put our trust in Him completely and confidently because we know that as uh, Peter touched on it before on that Scripture, that God is able to, to, uh, to keep that which we have committed to Him, and what God has started in our lives, God is able to see us through. And so we've entered uh, into one of the most exciting phases of human history, uh, of church history, if you like, and also the, one of the most exciting phases of a biblical prophecy uh, before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God is advancing. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is being built. And of course, we are positioned for the final outpouring of the Spirit of God. It began 2,000 years ago, and God is still pouring out today, and the Holy Spirit is available to every person that cares to get born again and to reach out to God. Last week, we began to speak about the Holy Spirit, and we started in uh, John's Gospel, chapters 4 and chapter 7, where Jesus uh, spoke about, fountain of living water springing up on the inside into everlasting life and he spoke of rivers of living water flowing from our innermost being Uh, and the truth is that as believers we desperately need the holy spirit We just cannot operate without the Holy Spirit in the same way as a car cannot operate without an engine or cannot operate without fuel, petrol or diesel, whatever it is powered by. We desperately need the Holy Spirit in our lives. There's a scripture in the book of Zechariah. I've just read it again this morning in Zechariah chapter four, where it says that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And so uh, it's not by our strength or by our power that. The church is going to be built. It's not by our strength or by our power that we can walk victorious uh, or that we can be fruitful in our service to God, but it's by the Spirit of God in and upon us and flowing through us. Rivers of living water, Jesus said, will flow from our innermost being. And so we need the Holy Spirit. He's our helper, capital H. He's our teacher, capital T. He's our advocate, uh, one translation says. He's, our, he's the strengthener. He's our guide. Um, and uh, uh, our success in Christian living and in Christian service depends entirely on our willingness to receive him into our lives and to give him influence and leadership over us. And to, to that effect, I would like to uh, uh, speak about the Holy Spirit again uh, uh, and look at some of the teaching that Jesus brought to the church uh, in John's Gospel, chapter 14, 15, and 16. That's, if you like, the concentration of, uh, of Scriptures on the Holy Spirit in the Gospels. Of course, uh, uh, on into the book of Acts, uh, uh, we look at the demonstration of the Spirit and, uh, and, and so forth, and there's further teaching that Paul the Apostle brought. And once again, we can only... Uh, do what we have time for today and so we want to look at some of these passages here in John's gospel. In John chapter 14 verse 16 Jesus is introducing uh, the teaching of the Holy Spirit uh, to the disciples there to the church uh, as a whole Uh, and he says there in verse 16 he says I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. Everybody say another helper. All right, he says, Who will be with you forever? Uh, he says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he, he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jesus had just spoken about his own departure, He talked about his crucifixion, he talked about his resurrection, he talked about going to heaven, and right there he began to speak about the Holy Spirit. He says, "I will send you another helper, uh, and Of course, we need to recognize and remember that up to that point in time, Jesus was the helper to the disciples, uh, and especially while they were with him and he was with them, he was helping them. He was he was teaching them. He was giving them guidance. He he told them what to do in different situations. They had a question. They asked Jesus. They had a problem. They talked to Jesus about it. Uh, They didn't know what to do. They went to Jesus, and he was their helper. And so Jesus says, "I will send you another helper." He says, who will be with you forever. And of course, Jesus says, I'm about to leave, but the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. And of course, sometimes uh, at face value, this can sound a bit confusing because Jesus said in, in John chapter 7 uh, 28, uh, let me start again in Matthew chapter 28, he says, All power has been given unto me. Uh, and, and he talked about, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And people says, Well, okay, he tells us he will never leave us nor forsake us. And then he says, He's going to heaven and the Holy Spirit will never leave us nor forsake us. We need to remember that Jesus lives in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is among us by the power or through the Holy Spirit. And so it's just good to understand that the Holy Spirit plays a huge and a a primary role in the earth today. God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. But God the Holy Spirit is in the earth today. And if He's not already uh, been welcomed in, He wants to come into your life to be your helper, to be your guide, to be your teacher, to be your strengthener, and uh, so he wants to uh, indwell and empower all believers, not just some believers but all believers. Uh, the announcement uh, that Jesus made in regards to the Holy Spirit coming was of course fulfilled on the day of Pentecost that 's why. Uh, believers who believe in the baptism with the Holy Spirit, uh, in the uh, speaking in tongues and, and in operating in the, in, the, in the nine gifts of the Spirit, therefore are called Pentecostal believers uh, because they believe in the Pentecostal experience or sometimes are called charismatic, uh, charisma meaning gift, uh, charismata, be, uh, believing in the gift of the Holy Spirit being applicable uh, in the lives of believers today, all right? And of course, that every believer needs to have their own Pentecostal experience soon after being born again, to be empowered for Christian living and to be empowered for Christian service. I said last week, if believers live a defeated life, uh, and not, be, not being victorious, it is usually one of two or three things. Uh, one is that they're not filling themselves with the Word of God. The Word of God is not feeding their spirit on an ongoing basis, and they're not being filled with the Spirit of God on an on- ongoing basis. Friends, if we can reduce uh, all the uh, Christian um, truths and aspects in, in, right down, it's, we need to be filled with the Word, and we need to be filled with the Spirit. And if we do that, all the other things will slot into place. And sometimes it seems that people are looking for the complicated things, looking for the deep, deep things uh, uh, of God. And there's a place for that. But friend, uh, in terms of getting filled with the word and getting filled with the spirit, you can't get a whole lot deeper than that. Uh, That's where victory is. And so let's reach out, praise God. and Let's receive everything that God has made available to us. And so once again, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as their helper. Uh, He had been their helper in all matters of life up to that point in time. Uh, But uh, we point out that Jesus was their external helper. Uh, And so meaning that when Jesus wasn't with them, like uh, uh, when they were, uh, you know, John's Gospel chapter 7, Jesus was sitting at the well and they went into town to buy some food. While they were in town, he couldn't help them because there was a distance between them and Jesus says I will send you another helper that will be with you and will be in you in other words the helper that we have today is an internal helper that goes wherever we go that is wherever we are He is with us every moment of every day and to that effect Romans chapter 8 verse 26 tells us it says likewise the spirit capital s Reference to, to Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so uh, Jesus says, I will send you another helper. Helper is one who comes alongside to help. Uh, to help with what? Whatever we need help with. All right, uh, not just some things and other things, the Holy Spirit wants to help us with everything all right the Holy Spirit wants to help us with our own personal lives he wants to help us with our jobs he wants to help us with our education he wants to help us with our relationships he wants to help us managing our feelings he wants to help us to to grasp truth and to receive revelation he wants to help us to serve God he wants to help us even in prayer that even in prayer we need help and that's why it says here that likewise the Spirit also helps our weaknesses uh That word weaknesses there means uh, uh, being in a state of of weakness or limitation. And of course, uh, (laughs) all of us know that we are limited in different areas. We are limited in understanding. We are limited in strength. We are limited in abilities. But how do you know that God is unlimited? And so that's the whole deal, that God has come to live on the inside of us, live inside of the believer uh, to help us in our limitations and in our inabilities. Uh, another translation there says that, that he helps us in our lack of strength. Uh, lack of strength to, to, uh, to do things great and glorious. All right. God wants every believer to do something great and something glorious, something of eternal value, not just grow up, have a job, buy a house, have a few kids, and then retire and then die, but to do something that impacts for eternity, uh, to produce fruit that remains, uh, lack of strength to restrain corrupt desires. You see, the truth is that once we're born again, the Bible says that all, that God makes us brand new on the inside, uh, and that it says all things have passed away and all things have become new. But the truth is that the old nature is with us until the day we go to heaven. And the old nature has corrupt desires. Uh, the Bible tells us that each one of us needs to know the plague of our own heart, needs to know our weaknesses, uh, our unbridled passion, uh, and and desires and so forth, Holy Spirit helps us with that. He helps us to bear trials and troubles. The reality is that when we got born again, my friend, we were not promised a, a, a life uh, like a bed of roses, that everything is sweet and everything is always, always wonderful. There are challenges, all right? There, there are trials, there, there are tribulations, uh, uh, stuff that goes on, but He helps us to go through all of that and to come out the other side. And also, He helps us to understand a thing, Uh, and we'll get to that in just a moment in terms of uh, that the Spirit of God is the one that illuminates our understanding and helps us to grasp truth. When somebody has had a revelation, they've had help from the Holy Spirit, you can't get a revelation without the Spirit of revelation, and so the Holy Spirit wants to empower and enable us in areas where we are weak. He wants to make us strong in areas where we have failed in our own strength, He wants to lend us His strength. The Holy Spirit, in terms of everything that God has made available to us, is the greatest gift uh, to the believer, because God Himself has come to live on the inside of us, to help us with the little things, and to help us with the huge things in life, and with everything in between. And sometimes people say, oh, you don't want to Bother God about this, or just fix that yourself. God is not bothered if we ask Him for the little things, and He's not bothered if we ask Him for the big things. He's always there to help us uh, and to empower us and to do all of these things. John chapter 16, jumping a couple of chapters forward there, uh, in verses 7 and 8, and 13 and 14, Jesus still speaking, He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. That I go away, and uh, you know the disciples were saying, "Oh, Jesus, don't leave us! Don't, 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 leave us by ourselves." And Jesus says, "It's all right." He says, "I will not leave you orphans. I will send you another helper," uh, which would indicate that a believer that's not been baptized with the Holy Spirit is almost like an orphan that does not have sufficient, um, you know, guarding in their lives uh, to the extent of living victoriously and being anointed uh, to serve God effectively. He says, It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. However, when he, capital H, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you and so jesus teaching us about the third member of the trinity uh, as we have said before god the father god the son god the holy spirit and Jesus says, I will go to heaven and I will pray to the Father and He will send the Holy Spirit into your life. That you will not be orphans, that you will not be helpless, that you he will not be, not be uh, powerless, but He will come into your lives. And so, as it says here, that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit into the world. And this is key, friends, because in... in um, uh, the prophecy out of the Book of Joel, chapter chapter three, uh, and we are told about it also in uh, in Book of Acts, chapter two, where uh, Peter, on the day of Pentecost, says that it shall come to pass in the last days that God will pour out of His Spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, all human beings. All right, and 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 the Holy Spirit convicts unbelieving flesh of sin. Of righteousness and of judgment to bring them to Jesus. And once we have submitted uh, and surrendered our life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of the believers, to strengthen us, to guide us, to empower us, and to do all of these other wonderful things. And so He convicts unbelievers of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. He guides believers into all truth. Uh, And of course, when we first get born again in all reality, all we understand, really, is that Jesus is Lord, and that not sufficiently enough, all right? Uh, and, uh, and so once we get born again, we're like, we're stepping through the door uh, into, into the kingdom of God, and, and then God wants us to learn all of these other wonderful truths, so we can establish our lives on the truth of God's Word, and the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. Uh, so in other words, if we are reading the word of God and we don't understand something, we have got the right as believers to stop and say, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. Can you guide me into all truth. Can you help me understand this? How do you know that the Holy Spirit is actually the author of the book? Though men have written it, but they were uh, uh, inspired by the Spirit of God to write. And so the Spirit of wisdom and of revelation, the Holy Ghost has, has given men understanding and people have written the Scriptures, but in order for us to understand it, we don't just go back to men, but we go back to God. And the Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates our understanding and guides us into all truth he tells believers things to come in the future Um, and that's what in fact one translation uh, Jesus says I will show you things to come and so in other words you know people say oh nobody knows the future For us as believers, we have the ability to see into the future if we care to connect with the Holy Spirit and ask Him to show us things. And of course, it happens in a variety of ways. There is uh, such a thing as uh, a gift of uh, a word of wisdom which deals with with, uh, things yet future many times. And so God can give us a a snapshot of of something in the future. Uh, And and furthermore, God can show us things to come uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, how to order our lives uh, in terms of of uh, being more successful uh, in job in a job environment in the business environment uh, in an education that somehow the Holy Spirit can impress upon our hearts saying don 't do this, this is not going to pay off for you in the future, but do that, that will pay off for you in the future and so there 's an aspect of can I suggest that the whole benefits of the Holy Spirit in our lives is, is not sufficiently talked about, is not sufficiently tapped into, and is not sufficiently, it's, it's underrated. When I was so restudying these scriptures and, and because Vanessa and I were brought up on these scriptures we we lived in this stuff we we, we prayed and, 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 and we drew from the Holy Spirit to help us uh, uh, with different areas in our lives and and suddenly, when I read this is oh, that 's right that 's how we did this, and that 's how we got that, and that 's how God helped us through this. It, It's through all of this here. So, friend, this is more than just theory. Uh, This is truth that anybody can access if they want to and push all the way rather than go 10% of the way and and leave the 90% for somebody else. You see, we need to recognize, too, that when Jesus says, I will send you another helper, and that helper was put out on the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago, that's not the first time the Holy Spirit had come into the earth. He'd already been here before. The Spirit of God was who was hovering over the waters of the deep, uh, over the chaos that we hear about in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. The Spirit of God was right there. But the Spirit of God was only available to selected individuals in the Old Testament, primarily kings, priests, and prophets, and a few other selected individuals here and there. And the blessing of the New Covenant, of the New Testament is that every believer can access that whole realm of the Holy Spirit. Every believer can be anointed and have, have, have God dwell on the inside of them. Uh, that's why 1 Peter uh, chapter 2 tells us that we we're all kings and priests. And that's Old, old Testament reference uh, uh, telling us that we can access the Holy Spirit and, and He comes into our lives and He anoints every one of us rather than, you know, Mr. Super Saint uh, and, and, and so forth. Every believer can access the Holy Spirit and be empowered to operate in the gifts that, and in the abilities and in, and in the uh, 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 talents that God has, has given to them. So. Uh, the holy spirit tells believers things to come that's why we're having a sense on the inside of us that the second coming of jesus christ is not is not uh, is not long 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 away but we know it's happening soon we have that sense on the inside of us it's part of the operation of the holy spirit to stir us up and to help us to recognize the urgency of the hour continue to live your life but order your life in such a way that if Jesus came this afternoon, you wouldn't be taken unawares and unprepared. Uh, though he might not come for another five, 10 years, for all we know, it could be th- 30 years, we don't know, but, but he's coming soon. We have that soon. Uh, and we're certainly in the season where Jesus will return. Uh, and I would be very, very surprised. Uh, If it would go beyond the lifetime of this generation, I'd be very, very surprised. So we live our lives ready. We live our lives prepared. One of the ways or one of the things that Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit into our lives is to glorify or to lift up Jesus in the lives of believers. Uh, when the Spirit of God comes on the inside of us, uh, something happens. The Bible tells us that uh, Stephen, the martyr, Stephen the the usher, Stephen the deacon, in Acts chapter 6, the Bible tells us that when they were getting ready to stone him, the Bible says he stood up and he began to speak, and he preached uh, a message to these people that were right there, that encompassed practically the whole of the Old Testament and the whole journey and and parts of the New Testament, the Bible says, he looked up into heaven and his face shone like that of an angel. The Spirit of God was upon him, so much so that the Spirit of God flowed out. It's a bit like when Moses spent time up 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai in the presence of God and he came down and he didn't know it, but when he came down, people were scared of him because he had been so filled with God that his face shone like that of an angel. Angel. And so you can see people when they're filled with the Spirit of God because there's something about them. There's a spring in their step and there's a brightness in their countenance. And you can see people that are downcast continuously. It's not just that they're all in defeat only. It's that, that they're in defeat because there's no Spirit of God to elevate them and to lift them up and to show them things that they must do in order to climb out of that hole and, and, and to elevate them into a new place. Uh, that God has for every single one of us. John 15, verse 26. Jesus says, I will send you the helper from the Father. He is the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father. And when he comes, he will tell about me. And you also must tell people about me because He have been with me from the beginning. And right there, Jesus spoke about the empowerment. He spoke about the anointing. He spoke about the boldness that will come into their lives when they were going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And literally, like when, when Jesus uh, was first... Uh, First, uh, when he was crucified and he rose again on the third day and his disciples found out about it, they were all huddled together in the upper room in a prayer meeting and the Bible says, for fear of the Jews, they were like huddled away and just having their prayer meeting. There's nothing wrong with having a prayer meeting. It's a good thing. But when the Holy Spirit came, it empowered them and they spilled out into the streets and all fear was gone and all apprehension had disappeared and a boldness had come into their lives to go out and to preach the gospel to whoever uh, was prepared to listen and practically to whatever move they preached the gospel. And so you see, uh, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to empower believers to share the plan of salvation with spiritually lost people. Uh, and some people, for some, somehow, for some people, it's easy uh, to share the good news with them, with others, it, it's a bit hard. And uh, I've had several people say to me that I find it very hard to share uh, the good news with with members of my family and uh, be it as it may I remember when my father was uh, in his final stages of of his life and uh, and I was in Europe at the time and I knew I had to return here and I knew I wasn't going to see him alive and And I prayed and I prayed and I said, God, you've got to give me the words to speak. And Lord, you've got to empower me to preach the gospel to this man. Somebody's got to do it. Now, I had another sister there and she's born again too. And and somehow... uh, we said somebody has got to get to this man and to get him to surrender his life to Jesus. And, and uh, you know, you talk about praying and pacing the floor and walking up and down. And, you know, chet lag is a good thing when you want to pray at night time. And, uh, and in places overseas, I've paced the floor at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, 1, 2, whatever it was, and just walking back and forth and, and, and just uh, praying in the Holy Ghost and seeking that empowerment that only comes from the Spirit of God. It's not a flesh thing. It's not an intelligence thing it's not a logic thing it's a holy ghost thing that comes and uh and uh and suddenly i had a sense in my heart this is it i know i know i can't specifically put it into words right now but i know that god's going to give me just the right time the right words and everything and uh and he did and uh I remember I was there with my my father, and I didn't want to have sort of uh, struggled my way through with, with other people around. So I had a moment alone. So I, I, I grabbed his hands, and I says, Dad, I says I want to see you again, and uh, and I told him about going to heaven, and and I had a sense there there was a release of God's power, that completely that completely obliterated any 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 uh what's the word any any uh, barriers that he might have had up or any any boundaries or anything completely flawed him in terms of uh, had no argument against it and uh, and i says would you pray with me and he says yes i would and i led him in a prayer and uh, and i got that sense in my heart that i'll see my father again and it's not something that i can take credit for it's not about credit all the glory goes to God, and had not been for the Holy Spirit, I would have been too afraid, or too apprehensive, or too concerned, I mightn't have the right words to speak, or, or might make a fool of myself, or whatever, but friend, when that empowerment comes, and you know you've heard from God, and you know that somehow God's going to just help you to pick the right time, and pick the right environment, and speak the right words, and, and, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, Sometimes people don't always respond right first off. But the main thing is that we discharge our responsibility of preaching the gospel and doing everything we can uh, if they're ready for the picking and for the harvest to lead them to the Lord. If not, God will bring somebody else into their lives. But we have discharged our responsibility. That's why Jesus said, he says, "'You must also tell people about me because you have been with me from the beginning.'" And friends, the reality is those that have been with Jesus from the beginning are all gone now. And they've all disappeared. They've all died off. Uh, They've died nearly 2,000 years ago. And it, now it's up to you and to me. And we have been with Jesus. When we're born again, we come to Jesus. And when we, you know, we learn and we, we, we read the scriptures and we, we, we hear the preaching of God's word and, and, and we learn to draw near to God, then, then the Spirit of God comes on the, on the inside of us and stirs something up that, uh, that cannot be bottled, It cannot be um, preserved, it must come out. And so uh, that's what the Holy Spirit is for. Because we looked at the scripture last week in in Acts chapter one verse eight, Jesus says, "You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That power is a boldness. That power is a confidence. That power is a power that uh, that uh, that brings wisdom to 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 uh, to answer the gainsayers that will speak against the things of the Lord." And somehow, uh, as I say. Uh, Um, i used to do extensive street work in wellington we do a bunch of guys going out into the streets uh, uh, of wellington there and it's just amazing when you're out there and uh, and people throw all sorts of stuff at you and others are very receptive and everything but it's amazing what comes out at different times like oh hello that floored him i don't know where that came from it came by the spirit of god holy spirit is available to every believer Uh, And I'm reminded there in Acts chapter uh, 4, Acts chapter 5, where Peter and John were locked up. And the Bible tells us that uh, they were threatened, uh, do not speak in the name of Jesus Christ ever again. And they were let go and they went out there. The Bible says they went back to their own company and they had a prayer meeting. And the Bible says that that the place shook by the power of God. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the place being shook physically in one of our prayer meetings one of these days. Be there. You don't want to miss it. It'll be an awesome experience. Praise God. The place was shaken, the the Bible says. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Spirit. Uh, The same people that had already been baptized with the Holy Ghost were now refilled. And it says they spoke the word with all boldness. So... How can I be bolder in sharing Jesus with others? It's more Holy Spirit, more Holy Ghost. There is no other answer. More Holy Spirit, it's not a logic thing. It's not an intelligence thing. It's not a, it's not a being tall, short, or, 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 or whatever. It's more Holy Spirit. John fourteen 26. I'm reading from the Amplified Translation. It says, but the comforter, um, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby. These are all shades of meaning that are in that Greek word, uh, uh, perikletos uh, is, the, is the word. Uh, uh, the, the New King James translates it as the helper. The King James calls him the, the, the counselor and the advocate. Uh, right here we are told he's the comforter, uh, strengthener, standby. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send you in my name, in my place, to represent me and to act on my behalf. That's why we are saying that the Holy Spirit is the executive of the Godhead in the earth today. Once again, the Father, God the Father is in heaven right now, sitting on the throne. God the Son is seated at the right hand of the Father, sitting in His throne in heaven right now. But God, the Holy Spirit is in the earth he 's the executor he 's the executive uh, member of the Godhead that is operating in the earth today. He says he will teach you all things and it 's interesting when you read after Bible scholars um, people that have written Bible commentaries and Bible study books and different things. There is a notable difference between those who are known to be spirit-filled and those who are not. Because those who are non-spirit-filled, they bring out good truth and everything, but there's limitations there. But those who are spirit-filled, they go a whole lot further and a whole lot deeper in their understanding and in expounding truth. Uh, In fact, there's one individual, his name escapes me right now. He was writing uh, Bible commentaries and study books and everything, and partway through his ministry of doing so, and praise God for Bible scholars, uh, praise God for people that have studied the Word and and studied nothing else, studied the Word, to, to write commentaries, to to help help us understand the word better. One of these individuals, partway through his ministry, got spirit-filled, and there's a noticeable difference between his writings prior to the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and and his writings after. that a noticeable difference. Suddenly, he had the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of understanding and of might and of the f- reverential fear of the Lord dwelling in him that took him that much deeper and further into truth, and he had the ability to bring truth out much better. He says, he will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything that i have told you sometimes people say i can't remember bible i can remember everything else except bible can't remember scripture more holy spirit because the holy spirit on the inside will will it's it's a spiritual language it's it's truth is spiritual uh, and truth is not a logic thing, per se, though, though truth, by and large, is, is logic uh, as well, uh, particularly <laughs> if people are spiritually minded. But, uh, but you see, uh, the Holy Spirit will, will, will help us to to, to grasp and to, to, to understand. Truth cannot be thoroughly grasped without the help of the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit has different names Uh, throughout the bible one of those names is spirit of truth Uh, another one is spirit of christ Um, holy spirit spirit of god these are all different names uh spirit of understanding in fact let me be bold with that it's not in the outline but uh in the book of uh, uh isaiah chapter is it chapter 11 It is chapter 11, verse 2. It says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This is speaking about Jesus prophetically. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. This is all reference to the Holy Spirit. Truth cannot be grasped without the help of the Spirit of God. Spiritual understanding is not possible without the help of the spirit of understanding. You see, it is the Holy Spirit who illuminates the eyes of our understanding. When Paul the Apostle was praying for the Ephesian church in in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16, he says, I pray that God would enlighten the eyes of your understanding or enlighten the eyes of your heart. Um, He says to give you wisdom and revelation and everything. Well, that was by the Holy Spirit. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, there is another aspect of the Spirit of God. Uh, uh, He says, May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit, Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. That's why, my friend, when we need strengthening, it isn't God the Father that comes to strengthen us. It isn't Jesus personally that comes to strengthen us. It's by the Holy Spirit that we are strengthened. And so it would behoove us, it would it will be good for us to develop a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit that on a constant basis we can draw strength from Him uh, and constantly be in communication with Him so that there is a, an intertwining uh, that takes place where constantly we're drawing strength from Him. Acts chapter 2. Two, verse 38. And I'm just sort of moving along there. There's just so much more to be said. But uh, uh, let me just say that, uh, that um, the Holy Spirit is the answer to our challenges. The Holy Spirit is the answer to areas of confusion, to bring clarity. The Holy Spirit is the answer to know what to do to prepare us for the future. The Holy Spirit is the answer to help us overcome things. The Holy Spirit is the answer to help us overcome habits. It's interesting, I was just thinking before that, uh, you know, when I talk about, you know, living in this stuff... uh, uh, years ago For this and I were brought up on this we had the the benefit I guess of being born again into a into a pentecostal church and and then had some great teaching uh, I guess somebody that made the teaching on the holy spirit very popular was uh, Benny Hinn and he wrote a book called Good Morning Holy Spirit and some of you've read it it's an excellent book to introduce people to the fact that the holy spirit is not an it he's a he he's a person and uh, he wants to be our, our helper. Uh, in fact, we sang the song this morning, I'm a friend of God. You know, when uh, these scriptures that we've read and a few others uh, out of different translation, when you read these passages out of the message translation, it calls him the friend. When the friend comes, Uh, And so he wants to be all of these things. And so, you know, people like Benny Hinn uh, have made the teaching on, on the Holy Spirit very popular. People like Kenneth E. Hagen, who is just, given us marvelous teaching on on the things of the spirit uh you know he says when when he got going in ministry back in the late 20s in the early 30s of last century there just wasn't any teaching around on the holy spirit some people sort of stumble into these truths and 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 so forth but 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 they they began to teach the body of christ so it's not just super saint that does great exploits for god but everybody can step into that and lay a hold of the spirit of god in aspects of that. Uh, uh, as I said earlier on, even in prayer, we need the Holy Spirit. And can I suggest that when we lock down uh, in prayer with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in tongues and not just for you know a few minutes here, a few minutes there, but for a prolonged period of time, there's sudden revelation that comes and there's illumination that just wasn't there before. I guess the onus is on us We can work out how far we want to go in distance or how short we want to go. It's all available uh, to every single believer. And, uh, and so I encourage you to make that a major thrust in your life to get freshly acquainted with the Holy Spirit. And for those of you that are not yet baptized with the Holy Ghost, we want to give you an opportunity afterwards to get filled with the Holy Ghost and to receive that gift of speaking in tongues and to step into the use of the other gifts uh, that are available to every believer and, and to get just so wrapped up in God that, uh, that uh, at every moment of every day you can just draw and and, 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 uh, and and receive from him as he gives wisdom and knowledge and understanding and, and empowerment and all of these things. Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, "'Each one of you must turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven, and you will receive God's gift to the Holy Spirit, for God's promise was made to you and to your children.'" And to all who are far away, all of whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And so we need to recognize and realize that the gift of the Holy Spirit is available to adults and children, believers alike. You see, God not only wants to be a helper to grown ups, He wants to be a helper to children as well. And so so their children, young people, young people should not go into a single exam or into a, a test at school, at university without getting prayed up and getting the spirit of wisdom and revelation to rise up strong so you can influence your mind and bring you remembrance. Isn't that what it's all about? In test, is to remember things that we have studied previously and there is that function available. And God wants to help with that. You see, the spirit is not not just for prophesying and not just for laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover casting out devils. The spirit of God is for the full range of needs that we might have in each and every one of our lives. So get acquainted with Him better. Uh, it'll be to your advantage. How can I become the full recipient of the benefits of the Holy Spirit as we uh, begin to, to, to wrap up? How, how can I receive? How, how can I get in on all of that? Because it's available to every person. Remember, the Spirit of God was poured out upon all flesh. All flesh. All um, flesh which is interesting. They tell us that during the charismatic move back in the 70s and 80s, that even cults were operating partially in some of the gifts of the Spirit. It was uncanny because these people were not born again and were not acquainted with Jesus, yet Yet the Spirit of God was poured out and some of them sort of started to operate in the, in, in, in the Spirit. Uh, somehow, it was a trial in error, area, but of course the whole thing was designed to wash these people out and to flush them out of the cults and to bring them into the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to get them thoroughly born again and thoroughly acquainted with the truth of God's Word rather than with a lot of the other stuff that's around and, and get them embarked on the, on the plane of God. There is a highway, and there's a ditch at either end of the highway, and then there's all the wilderness beyond, and people are anywhere. God wants us to come into the center of that highway. So number one, how can I get in on the full benefits of the Holy Spirit? Number one, surrender your life to Jesus. Jesus said in the first passage that we read this morning in John chapter 14, He says, I will send you another helper. He says, whom the world cannot receive, for it neither sees him nor knows him. And I thought about this. and How come the the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit? Well, only born-again believers can receive the Holy Spirit in terms of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But, you know, even that has to be received by faith because we don't see the Holy Spirit. And the world neither sees Him nor knows Him people in the world want to just deal with what they call half facts. I want to be able to feel it. I want to be able to touch it. I want to smell it. I want to see it. If I can feel it, touch it, smell it, see it, I know it's true. And here we are as believers. And when we first get get filled with the Holy Spirit, somebody says, okay, close your eyes and open your mouth and speak. Speak what? (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're taking a step of faith. But the amazing thing is, 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 as happens when we step out in faith, I'm not talking about blind faith because we've had the word explained to us and so we're not that blind anymore. We've got scripture, we've got spiritual truth to step forward on. And as we open up our mouth and begin to make a few sounds, and suddenly there is a flood of the Spirit of God. And of course, people in the world say, no, I want to see it first, and when I see it, I can step into it. And God says, no, let's turn this thing around. Uh, you step into it, and you believe, and you you, you you practice, and suddenly the manifestation will be there. A full-blown language that you've never learned before. Uh, Paul the Apostle in John chapter uh, no, in First Corinthians chapter 13, he says, "Though I speak with the tongue of man and of angels." So tongues. There's a variety of facets to it uh, uh, that we need to recognize and understand. But uh, tongues can also be called the tongues of angels, the language of angels. Um, speaking in tongues is the evidence that the believer has truly received the Spirit baptism praise God sometimes people receive a partial filling um, but the fullness is not received until the person is fluently speaking in tongues and 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 is is able to operate in that. that that that's why we say being baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues number three develop a close relationship with the Holy Spirit as I said before the Holy Spirit is the third member of the Trinity he's God As much as Jesus is God, as much as the Father is God, co-equal with God. That's why we acknowledge Him. He's not a background God. There's no such thing as a background thing. It's just got a different function in the earth today than what the Father has in heaven right now. But of course, the the three persons in the one in the Trinity are are flowing together in complete unity. That's why Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Not meaning one person, but one in unity, one in purpose, one in intent. So we acknowledge the Holy Spirit. We welcome Him. And it's good to welcome the Holy Spirit. That's a language that we develop when we just learn. How how do I connect with with the Lord, how do I how do I do that? Well, one of the ways is Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. The truth is, uh, I welcomed Him uh, twenty five years ago, twenty eight years ago, when I first got baptized with the Holy Ghost, just after getting born again. I welcomed Him back then, but I still use the same language today because I need to be freshly filled every day for my life, freshly empowered. So I say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I acknowledge you as Lord and as King. I acknowledge you as God, and I worship you. It's interesting, uh, some of us that have been around for, in the church for, for a few years, it was not uncommon for somebody to speak about the Holy Spirit and to refer to him as an it. You know, the Holy Spirit it. Um... It's partially just a lack of understanding, not, not then people not having had teaching. It's partially a, an issue, but it's the King James Version in one or two places um, make, makes reference to an it, which is a, a, not a good translation, uh, and just generally not, not fully understanding. We acknowledge him, we welcome him, and we worship him. We give him room in our lives. We yield our lives to him we give him leadership and influence over our lives and i continually pray and fact uh, I, I do and then i then i forget and then i stir it up again Say, holy spirit come and influence my mind show me things to come give me wisdom give me understanding give me revelation leads me to the fourth point there it's speaking tongues daily Speaking in tongues is one of the most effective ways of developing a close relationship or a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. Use your heavenly prayer language daily to build yourself up spiritually. Personally for me, other than praise and worship and thanksgiving to God, I know of no better way to connect with the Holy Spirit than to speak in tongues. And then of course, you know, it's not just one rigid way it's just you know I welcome you Holy Spirit I yield my life to you afresh I make room for you in my life Holy Spirit teach me instruct me and just drawing near the Bible says as we draw near to God he he draws near to us and for me personally speaking in tongues draws me near to God the interesting thing too is that sometimes people have expressed an unwillingness to speak in a language they haven't learned and don't like the idea. And uh, do you know, friends, when we learn to speak in tongues, we also learn to let go and to yield. It's like we're yielding our our tongue to the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Bible tells us that the tongue, Book of James, the tongue, is one of our main members in our whole being. And when we can learn to yield our tongue to the Holy Spirit, we can learn to yield our whole life to the Holy Spirit our tongue is like a rudder of the ship it's like a bit in a horse's mouth we can turn it this way and that way and I don't know about you but when I got born again I was worse than a wild horse like do any old thing and go any old way and not listen to any anybody just do my, my thing and man did I need some yanking and it didn't happen all in one yank. It all happened just gently, praying in the Holy Ghost and yielding to God and gradually steering me to a place of becoming more more leadable and more pliable <laughs> and everything and and speaking in tongues, speaking in the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians twelve, verses two and four. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man, but to God. For no one understands him, however in the spirit he speaks mysteries and a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally when we first saw that vanessa and i we got into the things of the spirit more or less together uh and and uh, she got into it a little bit early before me and uh and uh, she prayed for me to be filled with the holy ghost and eventually i came through speaking in tongues and we saw that and 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 it didn't take much for us to figure out that we need strengthening all the time Thought, right, this is it we're going to be tongue talkers for the rest of our lives just pray, pray um, um, in the Holy Ghost, and just uh, just building up ourselves and our most holy faith, and uh, and much of our prayer life is occupied, but not by asking for this, asking for that, though we do, and we're never ashamed for asking for things, but praying in the Holy Ghost, because the Bible tells us when we pray in the Spirit, we are speaking uh, the mysteries of God. Mysteries are hidden truth, and the, the, the wonderful thing is that the more we pray that hidden truth, the more it becomes revealed because as we pray it out and the Spirit of God floods our mind and our heart and suddenly there's an illumination that takes place. Let me tell you a quick story and then I'll close. Brother Kenneth Hagen uh, told about the uh, the whole aspect of him coming into the things of the Spirit. He's a Baptist minister um, and in, in, in America, Baptist believers don't speak in tongues uh, there may a bit now but they did not back then and of uh, course when he got filled with the holy ghost he was kicked out of fellowship and uh, he says i came over in amongst the pentecostals and everything and and you know they spoke in tongues uh, he says but i wanted to understand i wanted to learn and so i wanted to experience so so he prayed much uh, about uh, the whole understanding of it. And because him being a prophet and a teacher of the Word, he wanted to teach the body of Christ so that others could step into all of that as well. So he says, I, I began to speak in tongues. And he, he says he read this scripture. And another one in, in the book of Jude, where it says, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. So he says, all right, well, if, it, if that's what it does, he says, I'm going to pray in the Spirit for an hour right now. So he stopped. Uh, clocked himself and it says praying the Holy Ghost for one hour away he went and you know, for Brother Hagen, for those of you that have ever listened to any of his uh, audio tapes or CDs or videos, uh, uh, he sort of teaches and then he, 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 he shares how the devil speaks to him and lies to him and everything, and he lifts this whole thing out. So he says, all right, so I prayed in the Holy Ghost for one hour. As soon as I finished, this is I clocked myself, and the devil said to me, he says, you've just wasted a whole hour. Remember back then, there wasn't any teaching around, and the devil tried to tell Brother Hagen that you just wasted a whole hour. It doesn't do anything. It's no good. It, it, it doesn't do anything. And he says, no, Mr. Devil, he says, I've just strengthened myself for a whole hour. You're a liar. And just to shut you up, he says, I'm going to double, double it now. I'm going to pray for two hours in the Holy Ghost, which is, by the way, a good way to shut the devil up. And so anyway, he says, all right, he says, Mr. Devil, I'm going to pray in the spirit for two hours now. And so away he goes. He clocks himself, prays for two hours. Uh, flat stick all of, from beginning to end two hours as soon as he finished he clocked himself again and he, and he says as soon as he finished he says uh he says the devil spoke to him he says hagen you've just wasted three hours and he says no mr devil i've not wasted three hours he says, i've just built myself up for three hours and just to shut you up i'm gonna double that time that i'm gonna pray right now i'm gonna pray in the holy spirit for four hours and away goals, goes and he's teaching all of this stuff and and uh and telling his stories as he does and so remember he's now prayed for one hour he's prayed for two hours he's embarking on a on a four-hour stretch and he tells the story that out of that uh, subsequent four hours he got to a, an hour and 15 minutes so by now he's prayed for one two, three, four, four hours and 15 minutes. He says, after four hours and 15 minutes, he said, I hit a gusher. Now, this is, remember, this is Texas language. When they hit a gusher down there where it's dry or when they, you know, drill for oil and they hit a gusher, he says, he says, I prayed for that amount of time. He says, I hit a gusher. He says, I was in the presence of God. He says, revelation, launched flooded my mind. I saw things I understood, things I'd never understood before. And so uh, that's where a lot of our teaching comes from or certainly for Vanessa and myself, just stepping into all of that. And so if it's good enough for Brother Hey, it's got to be good enough for us. Uh, and we, had, uh, we did crazy things like have all night prayer meetings, praying the Holy Ghost from nine o'clock after we... Got the kids sorted out and put them to bed and everything. Pray all night in the Holy Ghost. You get to the morning and uh, and you're like, it's just tired physically, but man, it's like it's like it's like amazing, amazing what happens. And so, so it's not. This is not just for feeling's sake. This is about being empowered. Friends, this is a new year, and God has a place for us to go to. God has things to do for us. This is a new chapter for us as individuals. The old chapter is closed now, uh, and the new chapter has begun. And there's exciting things waiting for us, exciting things in store. Let's step into it, and let's make it make part of our routine of praying much in the Holy Ghost and putting that on the burner again uh, if I can use this saying uh, uh, and if you're already praying much I say good on you praise God but let's join together and let's, 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 let's do that praying in the Holy Spirit daily for a prolonged period of times so and particularly if you need breakthrough in an area a little fasting and, and a little praying. And it's, it's wonderful what happens. Uh, we ought not to live in defeat. We ought not to live with habits in our lives that are besetting, that don't want to let go. you pray praying the Holy Ghost, the time will come where it'll just drop off. It'll just drop off because that's one of the things how the Holy Spirit is coming to our lives. To help us overcome and to, to, to usher us into this place of victory that Jesus bought for us on the cross of Calvary. Praise God. Let's close now with a word of prayer. And uh, as I said earlier on, uh, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit... Um, speaking in tongues. That's the next step for you. Uh, and we want to give you an opportunity today to step into that. Uh, no need to be afraid. Uh, it's all of this. I wish we had more time. If we had more time, we could get into just so many other uh, facets of this wonderful truth that uh, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, you know, is available and, and just, uh, it's just all of this stuff that God's made available to us. Let's not, uh, uh, let's not miss out. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again. Lord, uh, that, uh, Lord, you have uh, made all of these this things available to us. A life of being born again and filled with the Spirit, living a life of, of uh, victory and uh, a life of overcoming challenges and, and a life of, uh, of uh, operating with the wisdom of God. Some of us are used to living with the Holy Spirit. We don't know anything else. We've forgotten the old. We've forgotten the, the terrible struggles. Uh, uh, Lord, we just, we just uh, that's not to say we're not experiencing struggles, but Lord, we, we know how to bounce out and we know how to bounce back. And I pray, God, let this revelation be embedded deeply in every heart and in every mind. Uh, here today. Lord, that these things that we have spoken, that Holy Spirit, you will, you will, uh, you will confirm that word. Uh, 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 you're the author of the word. And Lord, we welcome you afresh right now. We welcome you afresh into each and every one of our lives. So open up your heart to God right now and allow the Spirit of God to, to come on you. And many times he comes in waves is coming upon and and sometimes you know if we grieve the holy spirit he will withdraw and uh, let us carry on in our own strength but if we are open and we, we yield to the spirit of god then more will come and, and and he will just fill and refill and he will reinforce us with fresh strength and with fresh power to empower us for this new chapter that we're walking into at the beginning of this year praise god thank you father the saints of God empower to, to preach the gospel to people that have previously, Lord, attempts have failed and, Lord, where things haven't quite worked out. I thank you, Lord God, that there's a fresh empowerment that comes, wisdom that comes, great boldness that is imparted. Our lives are open, Holy Spirit. We're ready for more of you. We're hungry, Lord. Hungry for more of your Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you said you would send another helper. We receive you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. praise God you are the spirit that brings forth transformation in our lives you transform us take us from strength from one degree of strength to the next degree of strength take us from glory to glory take us from one degree of understanding to the next degree help us Lord to control unbridled feelings and passions and put us in charge of our lives praise God hallelujah I wonder if we can put on some recorded music at this time and we're starting to wind down now close to service